So as I said, as you know well, we have begun this season of Lent, this season of preparation, of grace, of conversion, and great growth. And every year, I think, as we approach today, the, the, the liturgy today, I think, okay, good. The liturgy will be scaled back. The sanctuary is less ornate, ornately decorated, everything like that. Ah, it's a chance to breathe. So the readings are probably going to be very quiet and retreat-like. But we get here and we get the proclamation from the prophet Joel. And here it's frenetic. He says, call the, peop call the neighbors, blow the trumpets, wake the kids, call the assembly, get everyone in church, do this, do that, do this. And even the gospel today, Jesus is telling us over and over what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And it seems to me incongruous. It seems frenetic, you know, especially for the beginning of Lent. But of course, on second thought, I, I figure, why shouldn't we put as much energy into Lent as we do everything else? We spend a lot of time, most of us anyway, in our life doing one thing after the next and, and planning for the next thing, even looking over the present to what's coming up. And so why shouldn't we put that energy, that, those, that, yeah, that energy into um, celebrating Lent? I think we should, actually. We should really make this a very intentional time of growth and grace and conversion. So I hope you have already thought of things you're going to do, some various practices and works of Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, so that you can be converted, you can leave sin behind, you can, and I can as well, set our faces once more toward the eternal Jerusalem, the kingdom of heaven. When I was thinking about this, oh, well, let me say this, that we have to remember that the goal of Lent really is, well, well twofold. One, it prepares us individually and as a church to receive the Lord. But two, it gets us ready for, to celebrate the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Remember, Lent was originally for the catechumens or the elect, those who will receive the Easter sacraments. But then it was extended to the whole church because it is good that we do this every year, this pilgrimage, this retreat. But that's really the goal, is to, to get ready to celebrate during Holy Week and especially on, at the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday. And I was thinking, as I was thinking about this this week, I, I don't know why this just came into mind, but an experience that I had in the seminary and experiences you probably have throughout your lives. In the seminary, of course, we're studying, we're praying, we're being formed into, um, to, to help being, we're helped to discern so that we can be formed into priests. But a couple of times a year, we would have large gatherings, large celebrations in the seminary, just like you do at home and in other places. And uh, it would be a final vows ceremony, ordination to the diaconate, and then in the spring, ordination to the priesthood. And we had to get the whole seminary ready. And because we're cheap labor, really, it's just the seminarians who did that. And we would spend weeks getting ready. But then, especially in the days before, it was kind of exciting. All of us would just, we would spend the whole day cleaning and vacuuming and mopping and polishing and doing all of that. And you would think that it would be a drudgery, but we looked forward to those days almost as much as we did the celebration that would follow because it built a lot of camaraderie and brotherhood and fraternity. And so it didn't matter if you, your task was to shine 1,000 uh, spoons or something like that, or you were on bathroom duty, or you had to clean the pews in the chapel with a bunch of other brothers. It didn't matter because we took great pride in that, because we knew that we were preparing the seminary and ourselves to celebrate this great celebration, ordination, or final vows. And the same is true for us. This is how we should approach Lent. 
not looking at it like, oh no, 40 days of toned down liturgies and giving up things and all of that, but with excitement, because this is something that God gives to us so that we can grow in holiness. Who here, don't raise your hand, who here is without sin? Go ahead, I dare you to raise your hand. <laughs> Who among us is without sin and has no need of repentance? I dare say none of us, least of all me. And so God gives us this season of Lent. There's a line in the first reading that's a little, I'm sorry, is it the first reading? It is. That's a little scary, actually. It says, we should do all these things. Then it says, who knows? Maybe God will forgive us again. It's pretty terrifying. Actually, we know that God will forgive us as often as we are sorry, but we should never take it for granted. We should enter into this season humble, lowly, with open hands and open hearts, asking God to forgive our sins and to put us back on the right track with our faces fixed toward Jerusalem, the kingdom of heaven. I hope you have thought about what you'll do, and if you haven't, there's still time. You can do it you can do it every day, but today is really appropriate and throughout this week until we get to the first Sunday of Lent. This is a good time to think, what will you do? Not to show yourselves and others that you're strong enough to give up chocolate for 40 days or something like that, but so that you can show yourself that you don't really need that. It's a good thing, but you don't need it. You need God and God's forgiveness and love even more. How will you pray? What else, what else can you do? Can you pray a rosary or an additional rosary a day or throughout the week? Can you be more attentive to the needs of our brothers and sisters around us? These are ways that we get together. We, we prepare ourselves individually and as a church to celebrate the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. When should we begin? When is a good time? Well, we get that in the readings as well. Today is a good day. Behold, today is the acceptable time. This is the perfect time to receive forgiveness and remember that God saves us in his Son.